0: Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 10. Is that an anniversary episode? is. We'll find out. This is an anniversary special, our 10th anniversary special, episode 10 of The Listmakers, a mini podcast from The Doctor Who Show, where we take a top five topic, each make our list and discuss them. No hard and fast rules though, all about the chat. Rob, we have a wide ranging topic this month. Top five (laughs) stories that are not TV stories.
1: I've been thinking about this one a lot, Dave, and I I think I've got something interesting to bring to the table.
0: Yeah, look, I've I've tried to go out there as well and and see what we can do. Is this going to be a snap-free episode? Maybe, Mm, maybe not. We'll see. (laughs) We will find out. In fact, that's what we're going to do right now. As always, we will each make our lists with five-ish on the topic, explain our picks. We won't interrupt each other. And then when we've both made our lists, we will have a chat about them all mm-hmm. done in 20 minutes. My turn to go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, a couple of rules I set myself, I just want to say beforehand, yes. given given I talk about the Virgin books a lot, and I think a lot of people know what my favourites are, I, I've decided to have a Virgin-free list on this occasion, okay. because I think that, I, I just think otherwise I could just list five new adventures and that would be no fun for anybody, and that's a whole different podcast, sure. and I also got very close to putting Children of Earth on the list because i think that is a fantastic production but then i remembered even though it was made basically by the doctor who team and rtd it's not actually a doctor who story <laughs> No, it's so, not. <laughs> so it's not eligible so uh shout out to children of earth from a uh, another series
1: yes absolutely
0: number five on my actual list stories that are not tv stories number five is the paradise of death this is for those who aren't aware a bbc radio story from 1993 starring the third Doctor, the Brigadier, and Sarah Jane. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful, in my view, audio. It's written by Barry Letts. It has all of that sort of Pertwee era vibe in terms of what's sort of going on and the characters, but done completely budget-free, so they can go to multiple alien worlds, and (laughs) you can have great big, huge dinosaur-style reptiles hunting the Doctor through the jungle, and you can have massive fields of exploited agriculture and, and all this sort of thing. It's all done really, really well. Um, Peter Miles is in there as a baddie. Uh, Harold, Harold Innocent, I think, is in there as well. Nice. So it's really strongly cast. And, look, I know a lot of people are screaming at me that I should have a, a big big finish pick as an audio pick, but, sorry, I, I love The Paradise of Death, perhaps because I was at the right age because it is one of those last gasps of Pertwee, but mm-hmm. I have that in there. Number four, another personal pick, and that is Shakedown, The Return of the Sontarans. Mm-hmm. This is a 1990s, 94, I think, basically made for video uh, story in which we have Caroline Ford and Sophie Aldred and Brian Croucher, uh, Jan Chappell, um, Michael Wisher, all of those sort of people, and, of course, Sontarans and Rutans. This is a story very clearly in the Doctor Who universe, and so I think I can count it as a Doctor Who story. And it's just a really fun adventure with lots of characters and cool Sontarans, fun Sontarans. Uh, if you haven't seen it, look, it's not a classic, but it's a lot of fun. It's worth checking out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number three, perhaps my most obscure people see, is the stage play The Curse of the Daleks
1: oh, okay.
0: now this I have come across because of the big finish adaption and I really enjoy this play because it is written by David Whittaker it's written at the height of Dalek mania in the early 60s it's before the Trout era had even come along and it's a really interesting and exciting adventure on Scarrow with Daleks mm. um, you can see Whittaker trialling mm concepts, particularly that are going to come up in Power of the Daleks, but even Evil of the Daleks. Uh, I will say that the, um, the rampant sexism of the 1960s is very, very cringe. And I, I, uh, I am aware of that as I make the pick, and I do apologize for that. I'm not endorsing that. I want to make that clear. But, mm-hmm. but just as an adventure with Daleks in the 60s, I think it's a really interesting and fun story. Okay. Number two is a novel. It's a BBC novel, and it is The Face of the Enemy by David A. McGinty. Mm-hmm. This is the BBC book from the past Doctor adventures that actually doesn't have the Doctor. The Doctor goes off in the TARDIS with Joe at the start of the story, and then all sorts of weird things happening, invasions and all the rest of it, and the Brigadier's going, well, we have to solve this without the Doctor. How do we do this? Hey... We've got this master guy in prison. Maybe he'll work with us. And there's this Ian and Barbara couple from Cambridge that are kind of very across this sort of alien tech tech stuff. Let's get them involved. And that's mm-hmm. the concept there that's really good. It is a sequel to A Pertwee Story. I won't say which because that is a massive spoiler. Mm-hmm. But the master working with the brigadier is a wonderful concept. The master is nuttier and more evil than he ever is on screen because it's a book. Uh, It's a fascinating read. Again, I encourage you to get out there and see it. Mm -hmm. Number one, Mm -hmm. my favourite Doctor Who story that's not a TV story is on screen. However, it's on the big screen and it is Doctor Who and the Daleks. Ah, nice. I could watch this Peter Cushing movie again and again and again. It takes all the best parts of a Terry Nation adventure script and then just throws cinema money at it. Mm. Armies of Daleks. I can remember being a very, very young boy, borrowing that story from the video shop on a regular basis and just being transfixed by the massive petrified jungle, the huge yeah, yeah. Dalek city, all the doors, the hundreds of big, colourful Daleks. Peter Cushing's is amazing. The TARDIS is completely different, but awesome. Um, it's just so wonderful. Mm. So they are my picks, Rob. No snaps. I didn't think we would have them. I, I thought I was getting a little obscure there. So <laughs> uh, have you been obscure or have I missed the obvious? Let's let us let you make your list.
1: Well, I, I'll say up front, I took the, you know, the title you gave me, Stories, not standard TV. And yep. I, I really focused on that word standard. Right. Because all of my five, well, at least four of them have been on TV. Right but they weren't standard TV.
0: I'm really keen to see where you're going, Rob, so make your list. Coming
1: in at number five, I'm going with Dimensions in Time. Now, I wanted to choose this because I wagered it wouldn't be on your list and we should have at least one non-snap, as it is we have no snaps at all. (laughs) Uh, but also because it's utterly batshit insane. It's horrible. It's the Star Wars holiday special of Doctor Who. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the Star Wars holiday special, lucky you. Uh, but this is one of those scenarios where I see these CGI heads of the doctors flying around the screen. And I see all these actors who have been in the show over 30 years hamming it up. And I see they're on the East EastEnders set and all of that. And it's just really hard to stop watching. Whenever this comes on by chance, like when I'm on a video site or someone mentions it and I haven't seen it for a while and I slip it on, I can't stop watching it. It's so horrible, it's good. And it's a real snapshot of these actors at a time where Doctor Who didn't exist any longer. So if you want to see Colin a few years after he had left the show, this is it. You know, uh, if you want to see Colin with the Brigadier, this is it, and, and so on and so forth. It, it's just so <laughs> horrible. It's good. So I threw that in as my number five, kind of as a, as a fun pick.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect it.
1: <laughs> okay. In at number four, I've put A Christmas Carol. And this is the only modern Doctor Who special I'm referencing here. And this is, I'm, I don't think this is standard TV because it's a special. It's not sure. part of a series. Yep, sure. And it's frankly one of the few modern Doctor Who specials I think is really special. You know, there's a bunch of competent ones like Christmas Invasion, Voyage of the Damned, The Next Doctor, stuff like that. But then there's Ropia stuff like The End of Time, uh, Doctor Mysterio, Husbands of River Song.
0: The Wardrobe one.
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to say Doctor Widow in the Wardrobe. Yeah, stuff like that. This one just sticks out among all of them for me. It's got the proper Christmas feel. I mean, no sure Sherlock. It's cribbing from a proper Christmas story. I get that. But it adds more to it. There's laughs. They sideline Rory and Bloody Amy, which is great. Uh, they just push them to the side for most of it. And there's a ton of sadness. You know, this does it all. I, I have a real soft spot for this one, and I know it's not shared universally, but for me, this is absolutely top stuff. Moving into number three, I've put Time Crash. Basically, Davo, 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 (laughs) Davo. You know, what else can I say? Um, Well, plenty probably. I could scarcely believe that with Doctor Who in its imperial phase and knocking everything out of the park, and David Tennant in the role and all of that, suddenly we had Peter Davison, Davo, my Doctor, step onto the TARDIS set as the Doctor and go one-on-one with Tennant, you know, in this beautiful, beautiful little piece of writing. And it's not just any piece of writing, but I think it's Moffat sort of penning his own feelings about Devo, which were also Tennant's feelings about Devo, I believe, so that when he says, you are my doctor, it's totally meta. It's, it's the doctor saying it to the doctor. It's Moffat saying it through Tennant. It's Tennant saying it. And it's also my point of view as well. And the first time I saw this, I had this overwhelming feeling like, did, did I just hear that correctly? Is this the most brilliant moment that's ever happened? Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and it was, <laughs> full stop. Uh, coming in at number two, I've put The Night of the Doctor. Now, this is the only one on my list. I ponder whether it was actually on television. I assume it was. But everyone I know, even in the UK, watched it as an online video.
0: Do you know any about anything about that? I don't think it was broadcast. At, at most, iPlayer, maybe.
1: So maybe it wasn't on television. Okay, this is the one out of the five that maybe wasn't. Now, this is a, a story, a story for want of a better word, that came out of nowhere. You know, it, it had a Doctor I was so into, yet I hardly had any on-screen references for And it was just bang on. Putting aside, I think the Eighth Doctor probably should have fought in the Time War himself because that would have been some real drama, you know, of the nicest man in the world being forced to fight in a war. If we had to have this War Doctor thing, then this was an absolutely brilliant way to bring it about. You know, they they set it on calm. The Doctor's being super doctorish and even dying, literally dying because he wanted to help someone he'd only just met. You know, I, I know I'm saying nothing profound when I talk about it, but wouldn't it have been great to have had a mini-series with McGann as the Doctor as well? And I mean, we're we're eight years on from this and it still hasn't happened, so I doubt it ever will. But, oh, this was just fantastic. I, I could hardly believe this happened either, much like uh, Time Crash. Coming in at number one, it's another Doctor Who special. It's one I talk about quite a lot on the show. <laughs> it's the Five Doctors. Anyone who's heard our podcast for any length of time will know my mad love for the Five Doctors. My go-to line is, it's just a comfy pair of slippers. It really is. And I, and I see that someone who's, say, 25 years old today, watching this for the first time, literally won't see it the way I did. They can't see it the way I did. You know, I was still young when it came out and it was relatively new Doctor Who that had only just aired. And it was a way to see all these different Doctors interacting you know, well, at least three real doctors interacting um, I, And I think I saw this before I saw the actual first three doctors In the three doctors from Pertwee's era So this story just always fascinated me and, and as a final point, you know, asking for the novelization of this Is how I got into local fandom Because the local club president overheard me ask the librarian for it And came over and said, hey, I've got a club, do you want to join my club? So that's how I got into fandom So the five doctors, whew, incredibly important to me
0: Wow, we have taken those lists in very different directions, but where you've gone is is really, really cool. And the biggest thing that I sort of got when I was reacting to your list is actually memories. Mm. I can remember where I was when I first saw Dimensions in Time. I can definitely remember the moment I first saw that first minute of Night of the Doctor, for example. Very fond memories of the five Doctors, etc. So it it was a very evocative list that you had there, Rob.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm running on here. You know, I, I, I see completely where you've gone, like you've gone away from TV to audios and books and things. And gosh, I have a lot of books here. I, I could have <laughs> picked some some wonderful books. But yeah, these these are things I thought, well, it's not standard TV. And if that's the criteria, I'm running with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 really cool that you did. The, the, the dimensions in time, look, we have to pick that one out of the list and and explore it because it is it is a crazy pick i mean you know (laughs) it is it is it is derided by by fandom i i think that it is one of those things though that like a lot of doctor who particularly of of that sort of era and, and a little bit earlier now that it's aged a bit it's a lot easier to just enjoy it as the piece of fun that it is i think it really suffered at the time from the fact that There were all these rumours going on we were going to get something in the 30th anniversary. We were going to get the Dark Dimension. We were going to get a a series coming back. There's going to be American Money. All these rumours... And they all sort of got mixed together, and then, then suddenly it's like, "Hey, we've got the piece of television they've made for the thirtieth. Watch this!" And pickled in time, like this is it.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, Five Doctors is on my list. Ten years earlier, they were making Five Doctors for the twentieth anniversary. Wow. Ten, year, ten years on, this is where we're at. Some, <laughs> some slightly portly actors in in wow. costumes that don't exactly fit, running around the East Enders set. Yeah.
0: It's, it's so weird to think of it only being 10 years between those two because at the time it was the difference for me between being 3 and 13 and that's, you know, that's a lifetime.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, go, go back five years now, Jodie Whittaker was about to become the Doctor.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and, and this is a 10 years, so it's a, it's a tiny amount of time.
0: Yeah, and, and look, it has sort of got that mix of some actors who are very clearly trying to take it very seriously and others who... I'm sure, are just taking the piss and just like, what? Okay, I'm running with this, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's that's good. What did interest me is that I wonder if Doctor Who is perhaps a little bit more limited in terms of what it's doing at the moment compared to what it used to do. Maybe, maybe, maybe to a little bit, maybe not. Or maybe just in a different way. I mean, we don't get stage plays anymore like we got Curse of the Daleks and Seven mm. Keys and all the rest of it. But we get the spectacular mm. now i i know which i'll prefer but maybe i'm being harsh to say we don't get that sort of thing maybe we just get different directions of it
1: well when you started talking i thought the path you were going to go down is the way that people assume any anniversary special must have multiple doctors in it because i'm thinking this next one coming up what if it doesn't
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: D- does doctor who get painted into a corner by by not having things like you're mentioning stage plays and such does it get painted into a corner by people assuming multiple doctor stories are the only way to do an anniversary and so on and so forth i think that's a really interesting concept uh but to to talk on your list i wonder what you you had novels and things it's still very easy for someone who's listening to this who's never seen say time crash or the night of the doctor to just go online and they can find it and they can watch it in its entirety But some of these novels you're talking about, it's actually reasonably hard to get a hold of them now, and they're sort of mm, fading into obscurity almost. When people like us talk about them on podcasts, I'm sure there are people out there who just can't access them very easily at all, and will never read them, never know what they're like at all, because they can't get them.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, even something like The Paradise of Death, I have no idea if you can get that online now, where you can get copies of the CD. I mean, I, I first got it on cassette, um, mm. and I'm pretty sure you can't get those anymore, except, you know, probably very expensively on eBay. Um, and, and even when we talk about age, I mean, Doctor Who and the Daleks, that must be... Well, I mean, it's obviously over 50, but like the show itself, 60 must be coming over the horizon for that movie.
1: Yeah, you're quite right, actually.
0: And so I, I, I again wonder if somebody who... Is a teenager now, say, and has come to the show via the modern era. If we said to them, "Go back and watch Doctor Who as a movie," would would they see it for the sort of the wonderful adventure that we do, or would they just go, "This is a kind of naff movie on a sixties budget"?
1: Well, I had some people on Twitter recently, people I didn't know. I was just looking at the Doctor Who hashtag and seeing what people were saying. And it was two guys, and they were debating between themselves how the Cushing Doctor fitted into Doctor Who. They just didn't know. And I had to step in and say, well, he doesn't really, uh, you know, <laughs> he's he's his own thing, he's a human, blah, 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 blah. And then my friend Rob McKnight from TV Black Box dropped in and said, but, you know, in Moffat's um, novelization of, um, gosh, what was it? Day of the Doctor, I think, he writes in that the Cushing Doctor is part of, the Doctor Who universe, because they made stories based on the Doctor's life on Earth. So he does exist in the Doctor Who universe, apparently. He's just not one of the Doctors.
0: There's there's also a uh, one-page brief encounter in a uh, 90s DWM, which has John Pertwee, while he's exiled to Earth, basically bored on a weekend and goes to the cinema and watches Doctor Who and the Daleks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, there's, there's lots of fun ways to do it. Um, a very wide-ranging list. We are back in our snap-free zone, uh, yes. but we are running up against the clock, so oh, again,
1: okay,
0: we will once again check our hat of Rassilon that we've borrowed from Turlo, and oh, ooh, ooh. this is okay. the first time we've got a topic that's been added in by our listeners oh great and this is top five console rooms oh do you know who sent that in no
1: okay thank you whoever you are for sending that in <laughs> i
0: i i rushed to put it in the hat when it did and i forgot to put the person's name on it which i i must correct in the future so i'm very sorry but but we will be doing your list
1: and if it was you let us know on twitter
0: yeah we will we will amend that when we uh when we send this out so uh, uh thank you very much and uh Oh, my goodness, the time is well and truly out. So I've been Dave. And I've been Rob. And we will make some more lists very soon. Bye now. Yeah, bye. Wow, we have taken those two lists in very different (laughs) directions.
1: Sorry. (laughs) I'm good.